Hi, I'm Aaron. And I'm Rory. We're siblings. But we're pretty different. For example, I've visited the JFK assassination site in Dallas, Texas. And I've been to Best Buy in Dallas, Texas. I save my pennies in an old shoebox. And I toss those pennies like the copper trash they are. I can't fall asleep without first spending a few minutes reading my Kindle Paperwhite. And I can fall asleep without reading his Kindle Paperwhite. I'm white, like paper. And I'm black. Well, actually, I'd like to say I'm more of a caramel macchiato from Starbucks. But we do have one thing in common. Faux show. I'm trying to like it. Me too. I'm trying to like it. Welcome to I'm Trying to Like It, the podcast where two siblings discuss all things pop culture or pop culture adjacent. We might disagree once in a while, but you can rest assured that we're both trying to like it. In this episode, we decide whether or not Don't Look Up, the new Adam McKay film now streaming on Netflix, is worth your time. But first, a segment we like to call Christmas... Christmas Recap. Christmas... say that together. (laughs) One, two, three. Christmas, Christmas recap. Recap. <laughs> <laughs> Rory, how was your Christmas? Uh, my Christmas was actually pretty, pretty dang great, Aaron. You should know you were there for part of it. <laughs> I was there. I was there. You were there. It was a good day. It was, it was a good Christmas. We had wonderful weather. Mm-hmm. Temperatures. It was like 70s. Yeah. Sun, uh, yeah, sunny, right? Mostly sunny. It was, yeah, mostly sunny. A little felt bit like of a we wind. Were, felt like we were Christmasing in San Uh-oh. Diego. Yeah, and we had shout out to our brother Matt, who produced the most amazing brunch. It was a great brunch. It was so good. We had, we had egg and sausage casserole. We had French toast casserole. We had little casserole meatballs or whatever they're <laughs> so called <many> casseroles. <laughs> so many casseroles no it was all wonderful it really was we had biscuits and gravy we, i don't think we need to call everything a casserole Just well isn't that what well it's in a dish like a casserole what else do you call bites, it those bites weren't casseroles i would not call that that's a little I didn't sausage. call. Did I call them? You did. A casserole? You said it oh. was. You said. You said we had a sausage and egg casserole, a French toast casserole, <laughs> and little sausage bite casseroles. <laughs> we had some orange juice casserole. Some, <laughs> well, I didn't some, know what. Okay, I didn't know I called it a casserole, but they were like meatballs, but for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> breakfast meatballs. We had um, uh, a fruit great salad. fruit salad. Yeah. Um, I had to pick out the bananas because I'm allergic to them. Um, really? Actually, honestly, that's a lie this because I new. didn't even eat it. Um, this is new new to me. What? what? No, I've been allergic to bananas for like many years, actually. Really? It's not like we talk about our allergies. <laughs> Why would that be a conversation we have? <laughs> Maybe we need another podcast. I guess so. Allergy talk. <laughs> um, but no, I am allergic to bananas. It's not like super severe or anything. I, I mean, what happens to you if you consume a banana? Um, it gets a little bit like my tongue feels tingly, and I kind of like I can still breathe, but it's just very, very uncomfortable. This is and I after get a little you've itchy. swallowed the banana. Mm-hmm. 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 
<laughs> Honestly, I just stick up, stay clear from bananas, and I'm fine. Not a bad idea. Yeah. So I did yeah. not eat. I did not eat that because I ate an apple from that fruit salad, and I was like, oh, probably shouldn't, because I kind of had that ugh, not good feeling. But it gave you it the tingles. Gave <laughs> yeah. Gave me the tingle. So it was a great brunch. It was so good. And then we had lasagna. Oh, gosh. Mom's lasagna is probably some of the best lasagna. Arguably another kind of casserole. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's because Christmas starts with a C and casserole starts with a C. So it's like, oh, let's have all the casserole things. There were other things for brunch that we had. I just don't remember. Yeah, lots of baked goods. um, Mm -hmm. Lots of... What you was that almond apple. tart thing? Yeah, almond. Oh, what's that called? It's a... Almond round? Mm. Almond loaf? <laughs> <laughs> casserole. Almond casserole. Uh, casserole. What are those called? Really a crinkle, I think, right? I, I was not a I huge fan of that, a... almond, of that almond crinkle. Yeah, I think it's called a crinkle. Crinkle. Mm. Um, I did bring a Costco apple pie, but we ate that for dinner. Yeah. Um, because nobody was hungry for brunch. So yeah, well, yeah, we ate so much at breakfast <laughs> or brunch that we I think we we're all stuffed by the by that time. Mm-hmm. But we were very much full and but what no, was it was your, a great Christmas. What was your your best gift that you gave? Which gift were you most excited about giving? Most excited about giving? <sighs> Ooh. Probably dad's shirt that I got him. What did, could you describe what was on the shirt? Uh, yes, it was a heather blue shirt. Um, very soft. Heather uh, makes the best blues. They do. It's like a, it's almost like a grayish blue. Honestly, that heather really brings out like the, <laughs> like the rustic look. Um, it was a size extra large. Um, oh. Just because it's going to shrink, it's a little. It has a little bit more cotton, and cotton tends to shrink. Uh, <laughs> no, um, for those that don't know, I am a musician. I play a lot of instruments, but the one instrument I really love to play is guitar. So it is a shirt that says that has a guitar on the side, and it says "best," and then spelling out in guitar chords, it says "dad." So it has the guitar fretboard, and it has D chord, A chord and D chord, and then it says ever underneath. So that was probably, like, the one I was most excited to get. It was to pretty give. cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty good, that that Heather Blue, man. That, mm-hmm. Did you mm-hmm. get any good gifts? Yes. I got um, some amazing Jaws. Now, again, for those of you that don't know me, I love sharks. I love all things about sharks. I think sharks are some of the coolest um, non-domestic animals out there. Uh, so I got some really cool Jaws <laughs> sleeping shorts. Maybe we should and, domesticate them. Well, I Honestly, I'd love to have a pet shark. I mean, I really would. <laughs> I really would love to have a pet shark, but I probably shouldn't because I would die. Um but yes, that was a really good gift. And then um, I got. <laughs> Radio silence. I forgot. I was on the tip of my tongue. Oh, I got some really nice slippers. Um, nice. Those slippers are very comfortable. And then I got, because I'm a big girl now and I bought a gun today. So I got a whole bunch of stuff for my gun. 
Look at that. Can I say that on a podcast? <laughs> I, I think so. I bought a gun. I don't think there's any. Yeah. So Let's go to a shooting range because I'm a boss. I'm a bad. Just. Mamma jamma. Just be safe with that. Yes. Gun. I'm actually going to take a gun safety class. Uh, Actually, Matt and I are going to take it together because he didn't want to take it by himself. But yeah, so yeah, it was a really it was a really good Christmas. What about you, Aaron? What's your Christmas recap? Well, this was a really fun Christmas for us to buy gifts for my son because this is kind of his first. He's four. This is kind of his first year to really be into Christmas. So we got him. He loves trains. So uh, mom and dad got him a big uh, wooden train track set. Oh, and we actually okay. bought him the Brio. Big red train that can pull, um, you know, several cars around that track. So he loves that. We got him a doctor set, like with uh, some a stethoscope that really works. Are you trying and to push him to be a doctor? Definitely. Okay, yeah. Cool. <laughs> yep. We are going to put some pressure on. Um, <laughs> it would be um, nice to have a doctor in the family, honestly. It would. It would. Um, great. Actually. And so, yeah, so most of the fun this year has come out of just getting to buy him cool gifts that he gets really excited about. And he has actually slept with the train for like, what, two nights now? We're recording wow. a couple days after Christmas. So he got it on Christmas Day. He he carries it to bed with him and sleeps with it. And we have to set it to the side after he's fallen asleep. <laughs> but first thing he looks for in the morning. So... He loves it, and it's always fun to buy for you know buy gifts for kids when they're you know that age and excited at the age so. where they actually love getting things. Right, right. Where you can please them, you know, because yes. it feels like as kids get older, it's harder and harder to like their their desires become so specific to what's in yes. style, what's cool, and I have no idea what's cool. So, <laughs> well, uh, this week we are discussing. The new Adam McKay film, Don't Look Up, it's available streaming on Netflix. Netflix. And we will get to that in just a moment. Um, but I wanted to check in with you, Roy, and see, has there been anything during this uh, this break since you've been out of school that you've been able to catch up on? Anything you're watching, anything listening to, anything reading, anything that you want to, uh... um, you know... I am currently watching um, the newest, so I had to go back and COVID kind of put a lag on everything. Um, I am watching the new season of The Witcher. Ooh. Um, so season two of that starring Henry Cavill. Mm -hmm. um, and so far I'm I'm at the end of season one. Uh because I wanted to rewatch and get and get completely fresh with that. And then I'm starting season two. And then I just finished um, the Hawkeye mini mini series on Disney plus. So those are the two things that I finished the Hawkeye mini series. And then I've moved on to the Witcher um, season one recap and then season two. So I also finished up Hawkeye and really liked it. I felt yeah. like it was so good. Too short though. I wanted it to keep going, but honestly, because whenever I think about like Wandavision, wasn't Wandavision like ten episodes? Eight? Yeah, ten, it was eight even or ten shorter episodes? than most. Um, 
what was it five or six episodes i think it was six episodes okay yeah so it was it was pretty short i mean um it felt i felt like the episodes went by really quick too yeah it was just a great it was a great series so i i did enjoy that um we actually just started the witcher season one we did not watch season one when it first came out but i saw that season two came out we were kind of in between shows looking for something new to start so we started that um we've i think we've watched three episodes so far and i'm actually i am enjoying it i'm not always really into fantasy um Mm -hmm. so for example i've never watched the oh what was it the the great the huge uh series on hbo that everyone was Uh, game of thrones game of thrones yeah so i've never watched that um really yeah i don't know it's it whenever i know there are like witches and sorcerers and elves and things involved like (laughs) i I, there are not elves there are elves in the witcher oh in the witcher i thought you were talking about game of thrones well there might i don't know if there are in game of thrones no there are not they're not okay all i know is like i did enjoy like the hobbit and lord of the Rings series and everything Mm-hmm. But um, I, but yeah, I don't know. It. I think it's because you know when you start to watch a fantasy or start to, to read a fantasy, that there's going to be this whole mythology that you're going to have to learn, and there's it, I don't know. There's a there's a big hurdle to me. Uh, yeah. In in trying to to get into that new world and that new universe, so I had been hesitant with The Witcher. But um, you had mentioned it, that you liked it, and we just thought we'd give one episode a try. And we liked it. So we've yeah. been, we've stuck with it a couple more episodes. I'm sure we'll continue with it. Yep. It's a, it's a really good one. Like, I really enjoy it. I mean, there, obviously there's a lot of, like, blood and limbs. And <laughs> it is violent, but it's a it lot of kind of silly violence in some ways. Yes. Because there's all these weird creatures that he fights and... Um, one thing I didn't expect was how episodic each episode is, so, meaning that there's kind of a storyline that unfolds and comes to some resolution within each episode. Yes. But it's also there's also a, a larger arc that I guess covers the full season. So that's surprising to me because there are a lot of shows nowadays that don't follow that kind of a mm-hmm. structure. They are more concerned with sort of a store a season long arc rather than an episode by episode at least in uh, i would say like premium <laughs> streaming shows that oh, are yeah. that sure. are really um kind of meant more so i i'd say the episodic structure is more common probably in network tv but not so much in in the streaming world and so i was a little surprised by that but i actually kind of like it there's enough of a larger story arc that's going to cover the full season that those each you know and then there's there there is a sense of resolution after each episode so i, I don't know yeah. it's working fairly well for me so far yeah it's really good so i'm i'm excited to kind of get into season two a little bit more um because i am not there yet but i'm excited for it hi there this is aaron I want to take a moment to thank you for listening to this week's episode and to ask if you could do Rory and me a favor. 
If you've been at least trying to like our podcast, we kindly ask that you share it with your friends and family. You can do this through all the typical ways using Facebook, Twitter, MySpace, Friendster, whatever you're into these days. But we also ask that you consider rating and reviewing our show in the Apple Podcast app or wherever you listen to our show. This will help more people find us, and we just might read your review on our show, especially if you say something really great about us. Thank you again for listening, and back to the show. This is not real. This is not real. This is not real. This isn't happening. Kate, uh, tell me this isn't really happening. I hear there's uh, something you don't like the looks of. We discovered a very large comet. Oh, good for you. It's headed directly towards Earth. This comet is what we call a planet killer. At this exact moment, I say we sit tight and assess. Sit tight and assess? Sit tight. And then assess. The sit tight part comes first, and you got to digest it. That's the assessment period. This is the worst news in the history of humanity. He just blew us off. What are we going to do? So, Rory, what did you know about Don't Look Up Before You Watched It? Honestly? I always like how I start with honestly or transparent. Everything's like, honestly, I'm going to be transparent. <laughs> I'm going to just get real um, for a minute. Actually, I I thought I knew what it was going to be about. It was very misleading. Because you think, oh, it's going to be like kind of serious but it wasn't no, so it's, what mm. i knew going into it i knew that meryl streep leonardo dicaprio and jennifer lawrence were in it i mm -hmm. knew that those three main people um a lot of other actors and actresses and jonah hill a lot of other actors and actresses were in this i was like oh my gosh these are these are kind of big names for this for this movie and so I went in kind of with very little knowledge. Like I knew the premise of it. Um, I knew just from what they had said it was about. Um, but it turned out to be kind of, it was more so a comedy than anything else. Yeah. I, it was I, funny. I figured it was funny from the trailer. I had seen the trailer. And so we'll set up the premise just real quick for anyone who's maybe not familiar with it, but the basic premise is that Leonardo DiCaprio's character um, and Randall Mindy and and Jennifer Lawrence's character Kate Dibosky Dibiaski Dibiaski um, they're two scientists. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is already a doctor. She's earning her doctorate in. Um, she's a PhD candidate. Yes. Which, why they can't just say that she's doing her dissertation, I don't know. But yeah, she's... Um, but they're at Michigan. They work right. at Michigan so, State University. Michigan State University, and they have uh, discovered a comet that is on a trajectory headed towards the Earth. This is a very large comet. I think they said it's 5 to 10 kilometers wide, and mm -hmm. it is what is called an extinction event so they believe that when this comet hits the earth it will end life on earth as we know it and mm -hmm. um, so they feel that they need to let people know and the first uh, thing they do is they contact NASA and they try to get the government um, basically to get ready for this this event and to see if there's anything that can be done 
to try to prevent this comet from from you know ending planet Earth as we know it, right? <laughs> so, yeah. So that's the basic premise. But Adam McKay is the director. Um, Adam McKay has directed other films that I'm sure many listeners have seen, like Anchorman, um, Talladega Nights, Step Brothers. Love those movies. Um, Love that movie. He directed Anchorman 2. Um, probably the one that he's most acclaimed for would be The Big Short, because it was actually nominated for, I think, Best Picture uh, in 2015, I believe. Um, and... You know, I don't think I ever saw that I did. Movie. It's good. Yeah. Um, yep. Is it? Who's all in it? Um, Steve Carell, um, Brad Pitt. Um, who else? Uh, I believe uh, some of the cast from this film, um, it was who, um, I'm going to look down at our cast list to remember. Um, Kate Blanchett. Um, I don't recall. Ron Perlman. Uh, Jonah Hill was. Um, I believe Jonah Hill is in The Big Short. Um, can't remember if there was any others that were in this film as well. But, yeah. So, I would ask you this. So, this film has probably one of the most prestigious um, ensemble casts of any film released mm -hmm. in 2021. Um, and so, there's a lot of hype around it based on just the cast alone. And so did you feel like it lived up to that hype? Did it did it hit the sweet spot for you and and you know, I guess live up to to the expectations you had based on the performers? On, yes, honestly, it really did. It was a very like I I really liked it. I watched it with mom and dad uh cuz I'm obviously here with them because I'm on break. But I watched it with mom and dad and we all we all sat down <laughs> yeah. and watched it together. And I'm trying to imagine that. I really I'm trying to imagine that. <laughs> it honestly it was it was I was a little bit hesitant, but it worked out really like they were cracking up at everything. Um expect dad died whenever um the quote by Jack Hand, hand, handy or whatever, and it says, "I'd like to die peacefully like my right. father, and not like the passengers who were right, screaming." Right. Yeah, the Jack Handy quote. <laughs> or follow. I'd like to die falling asleep, or I'd like to die when I like falling asleep like my father, and not meaning he was right, a pilot right. or some type yeah. of driver or something like that. Dad just about died with that one, um, but yeah, I think. The hype of it was really, really good. I think the actors, I love Leonardo DiCaprio. I absolutely love him, and I love Jennifer Lawrence and Meryl Streep. So those characters, I also did not know that Mark Rylance, I had no I idea didn't that he either. was in it. So Mark Rylance plays a very odd... <laughs> So odd. A very odd. Um, <laughs> so odd. Uh, tech billionaire, essentially, right? Like he um, he has yeah. a tech company called Bash Mobile. Um, yes. That is, I think, sort of a, you know, it's it's somewhere across between Facebook and Google, and yeah. Um, so it's it yeah it definitely. They're, yeah, they're kind of they're kind of uh, poking fun at at tech billionaires and and just how much sway they have over 
uh, our government and uh, you know and and mm-hmm. our culture at large but yeah um yeah so i feel like this movie did that a lot at a lot of different things it poked fun at a lot oh of for sure yeah things. so this is a satire uh, you know and it's 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 certainly um it's certainly pulling from like current events or recent events i mm-hmm. think in a lot of ways and poking fun at um, I think there's a lot of uh, referential humor here to COVID and what's happened, I think, over the last couple of years with the media and government and um, and the COVID uh, pandemic that we've all lived through recently. Yeah. But I also think there's probably some, um, you know, there, this is also, also satire regarding uh, uh, global warming or climate change and, you know, and sort of the way that is approach and handled by the government and the public and the media and and so on so um there's a lot to there's it's a very packed full film right like it's full of a lot of ideas some which work really really well i thought and i did laugh quite a bit mostly when leonardo dicaprio was on screen or my (laughs) and i have to say also that mark rylance character as Sir Peter Isherwell, <laughs> who's CEO of, of Bash Mobile. Oh my goodness. Um, so both of those are, I think, were the standout performances. Um, oh, yeah, I, for you sure. You know, Jonah Hill is, you know, he's good for some laughs, I think. Uh, and he does g- great in what he's, he, his character doesn't yes. have much depth. So you can't expect a whole lot out of that character. He plays Jason Orlean, who is the president's son and also the acting chief Mm -hmm. of staff for the president uh president is played by um meryl streep so yeah so she and she's great who she does a phenomenal she's great as well yeah she's so so, good um (laughs) so yeah i love so i think one thing that i came out of this film feeling was that um Leonardo DiCaprio, he, you know, for the longest time, we thought of him as a leading man, right? Like he was, Mm -hmm. he almost is the uh, prototypical leading man, right? Uh, Hollywood star. And yet, I actually think that what he's done in recent years is more sort of kind of character acting that is, you know, that, that is the top of he you know at the top of his game like he to me when he's on screen he is immensely watchable like i don't want him yeah. to not be like i would love to find a way to get him into every movie and in some role mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like agreed i agreed. i couldn't get enough of his character in this um i was you know to see his panic and his, I don't know. Um, there's just scenes in this film where I'm, I just couldn't stop chuckling, like sitting on the couch, just kind of like a rolling chuckle that just kind of carries as long as he was on screen towards the beginning. Now, there's a, some things that happen to his character, um, Dr. Randall. <coughs> excuse me. There's some things that happen to his character, Dr. Randall Mindy later in the film that feel you know that you you hate to see happen um mm-hmm. some things regarding yeah. his family and i won't you don't want to spoil it anything kind of seemed pointless seemed honestly what? like 
why I, I didn't understand why that had to be put in there. Um, well, but I mean, I guess I kind of get it, but at the same time, it's like, ah, this movie is already well. That's the way and that's is. one, one thing I would say as possibly a critique is that there's almost too much being lampooned here, like because I think the reason what you're talking about is how Dr. Randall Mindy forms a relationship with the um, oh man, there's so many actors and actresses and uh, Kate Blanchett. The Kate Blanchett character, yes, right? Blanchett. She plays Brie Evanti, or Evanti, however you say Evanti. Evanti, who is her and um, Tyler Perry are hosts of a show called the Daily uh, the Daily Rip, da- Daily Rip, Daily Rip, which I the thought Daily was funny Rip. because so they're the hosts. Is, she's yes. totally meant to be a Kelly Ripa, like yes. clone, right? <laughs> And she does it very, she does it very, very well. So it's like, funny they oh call it the goodness. Daily Rip. But I was, she, yeah. But yeah, so you know, Doctor Randall Mindy and um and Brie Eventi, they 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 form a relationship that um brings her into the storyline in a a more key you know way, I guess, or more essential mm-hmm. uh, to the storyline uh, than you might think initially. But I think the reason that's there is because um, Dr. Mindy, the DiCaprio character, he, we want to, like, I think what McKay's trying to do is, like, show us how even the sincerest of souls, like Dr. Mindy at the, at the, outset, or the outset of this film, even his, in his most sincere, he's still susceptible to the the way that hollywood or fame or success mm-hmm. and the, the the bright lights you know he's he's still susceptible to those things um even though he starts off on the right foot he he gets swept up in the moment just like everyone else right and so i think that's the reason that that becomes part of a, a more involved part of the storyline but that's just my 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 thinking Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. So I mean, I'd agree with I'd agree with that a hundred percent. So this was um, what did you, what would, what would be, I guess, uh, how would you approach this recommending this film to someone, you know, if you're talking to a friend or or whatever, what, how would you introduce the the film to them, if you're in, if you're wanting um... to get someone to watch it. <laughs> That's a hard question. I would say go in with an open mind about it. Because there are there are so many there are so many things that happen that if you're not paying close attention, you could get kind of lost with it, but at the same time there's so much comedic relief and I guess that's probably just Adam 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 McKay's like how he does because most of the movies like Anchorman Talladega Nights Step Brothers if those are all comedy based but at the same time there's the wholesome part of it so with this one it's a wholesome but it is kind of comedy based and there are little things that if you're not paying super close attention you could miss something that is going to play a pivotal point 
at the end, if that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> I think I know what you're referencing. There's an interaction. <laughs> yes. There's an interaction between um, our. This has the film has so many characters uh, between Sir Peter Isherwell, again uh, mm-hmm. played by Mark Rylance, um, who is the CEO of this bash, this big tech company. Any person yeah, who and, talks and to he you has like, developed, oh, man, yeah, he has developed a software um, or an, an algorithm or something that can predict the deaths of everyone uh, because, because like Facebook, he collects so much data on its users. <laughs> yes. He's able to use that data to then very accurately within, I think he says 96% or something accuracy, he can predict uh, exactly how people will die and when they will die. And um, so... Yeah, so that leads to some, uh, let's just say, comedic predictions about um, the future for some key characters in the film. So, um, but yeah, he's wonderful. Um, Like I said, Leonardo DiCaprio, I could watch him in every movie. I just think he's so good. And I love his humility on screen. Like, he does not mind looking his absolute worst, right? Um, And. I mean, what, but he, I'm not saying he looks that bad. He's he's still a handsome guy, right? But he he just is able to um, embrace the role in a way that I think is is requires a bit of humility, and he does it really well. Um, Jennifer Lawrence, you know, for me, I, I love her. I, I like Jennifer Lawrence. I think um, it wasn't necessarily a standout. I mean, she's she's funny. Um, she plays off of the DiCaprio character pretty well. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I think it's a good role for her. I just, I just didn't, uh, I don't know that it, I I think it could be played by pretty much anyone in her age range. Um, you know, yeah, I would agree with, I would agree with that 100%. It wasn't a super like, it wasn't a this has to be Jennifer Lawrence role. Now I think the president, now that it's been played by Meryl Streep, I don't think I could have seen any other actor or actress. She's in that very good, role. and she, like DiCaprio, I think, has so much humility in her roles. I mean, she mm-hmm. is willing, including like, and I'm not going to spoil anything, but one, the final scene with her in it in the film <laughs> is absolutely <laughs> hilarious. And no, no, don't, no, 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 no spoilers, but, um, but how much humility it takes for her as an actress to put uh-huh. herself in that, in that spot, you know, I just, it just cracks me up, but. Well, there was, when Jonah Hill, I think he was on, um, Ooh, one late night yeah. show. I don't know if it was Jimmy Kimmel or I'm drawing a blank on the other one. Um, but he was talking about how people were saying that Meryl Streep was the goat and she had no idea what that meant. And she thought it was like, whenever they were talking about it, she thought it was something like them calling her a goat. (laughs) (laughs) And, but she was just taking it in stride. Um, and, and then they kind of said, no goat is like greatest of all time. And so (laughs) I feel like, I feel that Meryl Streep is just such a wholesome actress. Like she doesn't age number one. <laughs> I feel she's been the she's looked the same. And she is. She just 
with that, with with her character, she is such a high known actress, but she took the role even with everything that that she's goes asked to on do. With yeah, it, so. yeah. So yeah, a lot of humility <laughs> in that. You know, this is a comedy, and I think that people need to go into it with that attitude um, that it's not yes. meant to be taken that seriously. Although there's definitely a serious underlying message, I mm-hmm. think. But um, but it does it does. I would say my only criticism of it is that maybe tries to fit too much in it. Tries to maybe poke fun at too many things, um, and yeah, and, and so sometimes it felt a little overdone or bloated a little bit, like maybe it could have been pared down a bit. Or I also thought sometimes tonally it flipped into like a more silly territory that maybe wasn't as thoughtful of a satire as what it was at its best. Right. So I think at its best, it's kind of a thought provoking, funny satire, but it slips into silliness once in a while in ways that um, that are still good. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know where I do like the final scene, you know, which really made me well, like mm-hmm. I was really cracking up. But it's very silly the way this all ends. Right. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, I don't want to say too much about it just because I don't want to give it away. But yes. Um, but yeah, there there are definitely enough silly scenes that that can make you laugh out loud. But. Also, some very um, like I, how how did you all take um, the way it concludes? I'm not talking about the final scene, but but the way it resolves this issue of the comet. And I, again, try not to spoil anything, but you know, I liked it, and and I uh, without try, trying not right. to spoil. I really enjoyed how everything, how everything from start to finish, because when you think about something like that, the way, the way that it was handled at Uh the end with them, I feel for our family, that's what we would do. Right. Yeah. We'd kind of just be like, oh, okay, well, this is what's going to happen let's all band together yeah. kind of thing. So I really, I really it liked was interesting. it. Dad, dad thought it was really good too. Mom, she fell asleep. <laughs> so. <laughs> but dad and I both really, really liked yeah. the ending. So we, the, the pre ending. Uh, yeah. I feel like there's a conclusion and then there's a ending, right? Like there's a, and they're kind yeah. of different. Um, but yeah, so the Timothy Chalamet character. So T- Timothy Chalamet shows up in sort of a small role, but he plays a character named Yule, who begins mm-hmm. a character or begins a relationship with the um, with the Jennifer Lawrence character, Kate Debowski. Kind of yes. after Kate has decided she's fed up with the way the media is handling this thing, she's fed up with the way the government's handling this thing. She's just going to go home, right? And she runs into this mm-hmm. guy Yule, who um it's kind of uh um he's you know young kid he hasn't figured much out more interested in just kind of hanging out with his friends skateboarding having fun but he's sincere he's honest and she really is drawn to that i think and um turns out that he is 
an evangelical Christian, uh, not a very uh, yeah. devout one, I would say, but he grew up in that world and still holds on to it. And that plays really into the conclusion in a way that's, I thought, really interesting because it's very, yeah, it's very sincere and he takes a very key role at the end of the film. Mm -hmm. I love that. I think, <laughs> yeah. And I, I just, I was a little surprised at how sincere it was all handled in the end. Mm -hmm. And um, I appreciated it. I, I think it was good. And I think that that, like you said, that was, it felt real because it felt like how people would have to deal with yeah. it. Um, mm -hmm. If you really believed that there was, a comet hurtling towards the earth, right? Like, what do you do in your last hours and minutes, right? And so, um, yeah, so I really did appreciate the way it wrapped up and definitely mm -hmm. lots of laughs. Like, And all in all, this is what yeah. I came away with. I was like, this was a really ambitious film. It was huge cast, you know, big story. Uh, very, um, like, I feel like Adam McKay's throwing everything he has into this, including his heart. There's a lot of heart in it as well. And yeah. so I appreciate that. And I was, um, even if everything doesn't work, it, it, it was great to see something original, thought provoking, funny, um, you know, at the right times in the right way, kind of mm -hmm. emotive. Uh, like it, it moved us. Uh, I watched it with my wife, Shellis. So we, I think it did all those things. And I don't know if you can ask much more from a film, right. To, than to kind of touch on all yeah. those things and, um, and to entertain you. So yeah, I, I liked it. Because it definitely did. There wasn't really a moment that I was left that I didn't enjoy watching it. I I I enjoyed it from start to finish. It had great characters. The storyline was amazing. The the character build up, the arcs of the characters, all this stuff was really, really well done. How everything happens is well done. There is one part um, with Jennifer Lawrence's character where they're they're at the <laughs> they're at the White House. This isn't a spoiler by any means. It's just really funny. They're at the White House and they're waiting to talk with the president and everything. And there's a general uh, that is with them. And he's, I think it's like Air Force or Navy right. or something like that. And he goes and gets snacks and he, <laughs> he comes back. And he's this high general. And he comes back and he it's a bottle of water and like Cheez a bag of yeah. Ritz Cheez-Its or something like that. And he says it was 10, it, it's not much, but it was $10. It's expensive here. And so they pay him the they pay him the ten dollars and everything. And a little bit later, Jennifer Lawrence's character goes and gets a water, and there's a lady sitting in there, and she gets a water and the cheese it. And she says to the lady, "How much is this?" And the lady goes, "It's free. This is the White House. It's free." And I kid you not. Every time she was talking, her character was talking about something super sincere, and it turned out to be just about the general in charging for right. the snacks. I yeah, died. This, I thought it, it was so a, funny. Sort of a mystery for her, 
that becomes almost like a crisis, a crisis, yeah, <laughs> an obsession, obsession where she cannot <laughs> figure out why in the world a four star general <laughs> would take the time to scam these people out of like what in all 30 bucks or something, yeah. $30, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I would highly, if you have Netflix, I would highly recommend this movie. It, it kind of has a little bit of everything to it. It's it, the funniness is there enough that it's not super, a super depressing movie. Um, because it is the, kind of, the subject it matter is in all reality it could be, yeah, the subject matter could be if it were really talking about the end of, end of the world, but yeah, with a huge gigantic comet coming yeah. to wipe out extinction think, and everything but it's done so yeah. well that it and i think I it shows it. us that i mean in some ways it's pointing a finger going like see how screwed up we are like we can't even pull together <laughs> to to handle something like this but it also i think shows in a way like how do how do humans typically handle tragedy yeah. and mm -hmm. a lot of times we have to do it with humor you know we have to do it yeah uh, we have to find a way to laugh at um at the worst things in a way so yeah. that we can get through you know and that i think yeah there are a lot of times when something happens and i'm like oh let's just laugh about it yeah. for a second well, and <laughs> i don't know how to moments handle the that situation. feel terrible you know and then later on you can mm -hmm. find a way yep to feel uh to, to feel better about it you know and to be able to to laugh and so um yeah so i think that this uh this did a great job of, of doing that for us as an audience and so yeah i i don't think it's perfect i think there you know i could nitpick and, and pull them some things out that i didn't appreciate or didn't think was you know helped or served the storyline or whatever but in the end i mean like i said i'm there for <laughs> dicaprio he can pretty much do anything now i'm gonna i want to see i want to see what he does because i mean he's been um, what he's been in the industry for 40 years right oh or something goodness. like that and so long. he's always been great but as he gets older i just enjoy watching him even more and i don't i think it's because of that humility he brings to the characters that he plays and the way he's able to uh to kind of laugh at himself um one more shout out real quick to uh ariana grande in this film she, <laughs> gosh she understands <laughs> I, I think she understands her presence in our culture so well and she's able to like she i don't know i'm not an ariana grande fan i don't listen to her music or Me anything neither. but i think that for her to accept the role that she plays in this film um which is essentially herself she's basically playing herself but with a different character name but she doesn't really she definitely gets the joke right i don't think there's any way yeah that she doesn't understand that this is her, that we're, that she's actually um, being used <laughs> to, to point a finger at herself, right? And so, I don't know. I thought that mm -hmm. that was, I thought that was good. I just, the, the thing about Ariana Grande is the fact that whenever she acts, she's the same character. Her character does but not change. She's always she's being yeah, asked I to just, play not a fan. herself though. I mean and so yes. So I mean that can explain it. <laughs> I've so never terrible. really seen her I've never really seen her um ask you know trying to do anything uh, more than just be herself basically. So but yeah. anyway. 
she's yeah, she's in on the joke here so all right yeah. well so yep. yeah that's our take on don't look up it's definitely worth looking up yep highly looking recommend up on uh, netflix to watch right Oh, puns, puns. <laughs> pun fun. Yeah, I definitely would. I definitely would recommend it. If you if you want something to watch and you're just kind of half heartedly want something to watch, kind of killing time, or even if you're not, it is a movie that is is good to watch. Next week, episode twenty, we'll be in a new year, twenty twenty two. Yep, looking forward to a fresh start and. Hopefully it's not like 2022. <laughs> Hopefully it's not like 2020 or 2021. Um, yeah, there's that whole thing going around that it's like 2022 is 2020 T O O two. Yeah. Well, we'll see. You know. But yeah. Um, but yeah, new season, new year, new me, new podcast. No. No, it's not <laughs> a new podcast. There. It's the same thing. But I am. Going to see the new Spider-Man on Thursday, so... You have to let me know how that goes. I am super excited to see it, honestly, so I will I will let you know how it is. I recommend that to see it. That's my recommendation. Sounds good. Um. So, yes. As always, everyone, thank you for listening. Thank you for going on this journey with us in the year 2021 and it's only going to get bigger and better because of you guys and sharing and reviewing or wait yeah is that what it's called reviewing when you get rating rating and reviewing rating rating and reviewing it It just sounds weird anyways do it all. Do everything. Let people know that this is a fun podcast that um, is super insightful into our minds. And I wish you all could see what I'm doing again because I'm giving you cookies. Uh, but as always, thank you for listening. Be safe. Have a happy New Year's Eve. Stay safe if you're traveling and if you're not traveling, but definitely stay safe. Um, a lot of crazy people go out on New Year's Eve. And as always, thank you for listening to I'm Trying to Like It.